quote. Welcome the rich man. He's hard for you to miss. His butt keeps getting bigger, so there's plenty there to kiss. Am I guessing who that is? You can just tell me like where it's like the scene. Oh, that's what um uh, I don't even think that guy has a name. It's just one of the people, one of the workers singing. Because they want to get gold out of uh no face. Mm-hmm. Yes. Is this the first time you got a quote right from me? <laughs> I mean, it probably helps that I just watched it. So. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome the rich man. He's hard for you to miss. His butt keeps getting bigger. So there's plenty there to kiss. <laughs> so, hey, everybody. Welcome to Toon Nation. This is the podcast where two grown ass niggas who love anime and cartoons are going to talk about those things. And today is our first movie that we're tackling. And shout out to Code because this was his suggestion to cover, and he chose a banger. What are we talking about? It's the bangiest (laughs) of the bangers. (laughs) It's Spirited Away. It's the GOAT. Spirited Away. We're talking about 2001 Spirited Away, written and directed by Hayao Miyazaki. Um, Arguably, he's like the Japanese Walt Disney. He kind of is. Yeah, I guess in terms of animation, yeah. In terms of animation and just, you know, the fantastical, out-of-this-world stories that he's able to tell. Granted, we ain't going to forget that Walt Disney stole a lot of his stories, his little fairy tale stories, but, you know, there are... I didn't know about all that. Yes, yes. A lot of the stuff he stole were, you know, Dutch folklore, European folklore stuff, but we're not here to talk about all that. (laughs) We're here to talk about the highly critically acclaimed Spirited Away. And so today, since we're talking about a movie, I'm just going to do a quick summary for the uninitiated. So, 10-year-old Chihiro is moving to a new home and will have to attend a new school. Clearly disgruntled by this, she pouts in the car as her parents drive to the new house. Along the way, her dad turns onto a rural road that leads to an abandoned amusement park. Bewitched by the scenery, Chihiro's parents leave their vehicle to investigate as she clings to them in protest. After stumbling upon a bounty of fresh and delicious smelling food, Chihiro's parents chow down almost animalistically. To her horror, Chihiro finds that her mom and dad have been turned into pigs, physically and mentally. As nighttime quickly approaches, Chihiro runs into the mysterious Haku, a young boy who acts as her guardian angel as the surroundings turn into a fantastical landscape filled with spirits, talking toads, and other creatures inspired by Japanese folklore. In order to maintain her own humanity, Chihiro is employed by a witch named Yubaba who owns and operates a bathhouse. It is from here where Chihiro grows into a determined but polite young lady that makes friends along the way as she works to turn her parents back into humans. That was a great synopsis. Did you come up with that yourself? I did write that myself. (laughs) I was going to read the Wikipedia one, but I was like, you know what? We can do better than that. (laughs) Oh, okay, okay, okay. Good props. Thank you. What do you think of the movie? Okay, so I wanna I wanna talk about this movie uh from my past perspective of when I saw it as a kid and re-watching it now. I haven't watched this movie in years. Um and I don't know about you, but the first time I saw this movie, it was on Cartoon Network. 
Well, you see, the crazy thing is, I have never watched this movie in full. What? Because every time it was on as a kid, it started getting weird. I didn't like that shit, so I turned it off. Yes, yes. I agree with you. I agree with you. Watching it as a kid, and I have seen it in full on Cartoon Network, and it's a two hour, it's a two hour and like four minute movie. But that's like a but three you, hour day on Cartoon Network. Exactly. With the commercials and everything. That movie, I remember that movie was on, maybe came on at noon. That shit wasn't over till 5 p.m. with all, right. all the main <laughs> commercials. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. As a kid, there was just something off-putting about the movie, especially that scene where Chihiro's parents initially turn into pigs. I'm like, mm-hmm. what the what the fuck is going on <laughs> it was disturbing it, yeah, it really very, was very much so very much so and i didn't even know it was an anime movie i i didn't know that as the time at the time um i just mm-hmm. was like there's something about this art style there's something i couldn't appreciate it as a kid but watching it as adult like the animation is beautiful beautiful the music is amazing the characters um it kind of reminds me of and i don't know what the frame rate for this movie or like drawings per second it reminded me of akira and just how fluid the animation is um something as simple as chihiro running down the steps is just you know such a beautiful drawing sakuga this whole movie is just is just that sakuga um and I didn't even know, now that I'm a more informed anime connoisseur, uh, this is, this is, that was my first isekai anime as well. So, you know. Like out, of, <laughs> out of shows and movies? Out of shows and movies. Well, no, Thumbelina is an isekai. So, it's not true. But, <laughs> but what I was going to say is we have a weird role going on right now because... Um, if you remember last episode, I told you that there was a character that shared a voice actor from the Proud family in the current episode we were talking about, which is Static Shock. That is happening again. Do you know? Do <laughs> which I know? You know? Oh, I guess, first of all, I should ask, did you watch it dub or sub? I watched it dub. Okay, me too. Me too. I mean, that's how it was on, on Cartoon Network. So Yes, I mean. yeah. I had the same reasoning for watching it dub. Um, there's a voice actor who portrays Richie that plays the character in Spirited Away. You know who it is. Um, if I had to guess, is it a prominent character? Oh, yes. Yes. It is? It is a prominent character. Yes. Yes. Is it the Boiler Man? No. No? No, no. no. <laughs> And I'm not going to bail you out on this one. <laughs> Who is it? I don't, I don't even know. <laughs> it's, it's not Haku. Like, it is. Is it? Yes. That's the same voice actor as Richie in Static Shock. It is. Uh, Jason Marsden is the name of the voice actor. And he portrays Richie and Haku in the dub of Spirited Away. Interesting. I thought you you would have picked this up yeah, i'll be paying attention was, to the voices i mean i i heard the voice i was like it sounds familiar but like i wasn't was it clicking like that 
Oh my goodness. Come on, Cole. Come on, Cole. That was the first thing that came to my I was like, this is Richie. <laughs> oh well. <laughs> so I wanted to get um your I want to get your thoughts on the first well, you said you never watched it all the way, but really your first time, your first introduction to this movie, and then what it was like rewatching it for for our show. I mean, yeah. Uh I think the first introduction, like we said, was watching it on Cartoon Network. I thought it was scary as shit. Honestly, like the the promos, the trailers for the movie was really ominous too about it. Mm -hmm. um, I remember it being because like it's you know they they it's highly coveted and it's not your typical just like um, kid friendly trailer for a movie that you're gonna watch on Saturday or something. So it's definitely different. Um, watching it now, um, you definitely appreciate. The animation that's like the the one thing that obviously sticks out that's just one thing that studio ghibli does is their animation it's yes. beautiful mostly because yes. like you know handwritten animation goes crazy when mm -hmm. you when you're drawing everything frame by frame so that's the one thing that sticks out i mean ultimately it's a it's a fantastic movie um i mean the story is great uh, we kind of it's like a lull period in between where you're just kind of just going you're just going along with the story you're like you, you have mm -hmm. questions like like, what about her family? What about her parents? But, you know, it's just like, just kind of on this adventure with uh, Chichiro or Sin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So watching it as a kid, this movie was a little boring to me. And I think it's because the commercial breaks that were built in disrupted the pacing of the film. But mm -hmm. now watching it um, uninterrupted on streaming and really being able to like immerse yourself and follow, I'm just gonna call her Sin because I feel like I would fuck up the pronunciation of her name. Shihiro. Um, following her on this journey, uh, I was I was glued in the whole time. Like I was probably even more uh, enthralled with the story than than I was when I was younger. Um, mm. Like it just seems like there's always something that's about to happen. Um, whether it's, you know, meeting all the people at the bathhouse, this witch, uh, Yubaba, she initially comes off as like, you know, the villain of the story. This is an evil woman. Um, she's locked her uh, Chihiro into this contract. She has to work at this bathhouse with all these crazy characters and they're treating her bad because she's a human. They said she stinks. I'm like, <laughs> damn. Like, I could just imagine being in her shoes. First of all, I would have shit myself. That's probably what the smell is, because Shihiro shit herself when she realized that she was in this different world. But mm. I don't know, like, talking animals, um, Yubaba's baby. First of all, there is just something so sinister about giant babies. I hate giant babies. You like, don't like big baby? I do not like big babies. You know that episode of Rugrats? Yeah, big baby. <laughs> With that big baby, I hate that. I will never watch that. That is like, that's one thing where it's like, ooh, if that was ever a horror movie about giant babies, do not have me watch it. <laughs> I mean, it basically was a horror episode with the Rugrats too. So it's yes. understandable. Yes. Um, and even meeting um, No Face, who is, one of Studio Ghibli's like most iconic characters is No Face. You see the <laughs> the memes on social media, uh, people wearing the costumes, scaring the shit out of little kids. It's like, oh my gosh! And even the way like he doesn't talk at all. Uh, he just makes his little noises, and it's like we don't know what 
what his motivations are. Is he a friend? Is he a foe? Um, and shout out to Lynn. Lynn is a real one, definitely a friend. Uh, but I just, I love the story. Um, I know there are a lot of, uh, like I said in the summary, Japanese folklore and things like that. So as an American, I can't appreciate, you know, what's going on, but it does add to the richness, <laughs> richness of the film. There's something, something about it that's like iconically, you know, Japanese in that way, even though there are some Western influences in the film, uh, the car that the Chihiro's parents are driving is an Audi. And, you know, they're not wearing, I don't know, Japanese style clothing. Like it's very, like her dad just has on a button up, Western clothes, uh, even Yubaba, her dress is kind of Victorian in style. So, um, I had to do a little bit of research on it just to see like, you know, what's, what's this movie saying? Like, is this movie critiquing anything? Is there any, is there a larger story to talk about? And I came across, you know, there's a critique on consumerism, capitalism, environmentalism, uh, the oh, waste. <laughs> I think it's there. I, I, I do think that at the, at the end of the day, this is a kid's movie. Mm -hmm. uh, but I do feel like there are some, some deeper meanings in it as well. I mean, for sure. I mean, I mean, consumerism and capitalism is at the forefront just because, you know, her parents just stop by an abandoned amusement park, see food that's being prepared or cooked, and just like, okay, we're just going to start eating. Like, We're just going to start eating. Her dad makes the comment like, you know, don't worry about it. I have credit cards and cash. Like, we'll right. pay or whatever. Um, and, the, and this mindless, like, consumption to the point where they literally turn into animals, to pigs, the fat and pigs. That, the fat pigs is, is kind of crazy. Um, how do you feel about our main character, Chihiro? This is definitely, you know, say what you want about the deeper meanings. This is definitely like a coming of age story. Yeah, she definitely comes into herself at the beginning of the story. She's just like super shy. She's, you know, she's moving, you know, that typical story where a little kid has to move because her parents got a new job or whatever, and she doesn't want to meet new people, go to a new place. She gets comfortable with her surroundings. She's, she's, she doesn't want to have any type of change in her life. Mm -hmm. And because of that, she's just like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to do this. I, I don't want to listen to my parents. She's just like very stubborn and shy at the beginning. Very, very lenient bratty. on her parents, yeah. The way she's, you know, clinging on to her parents, rightfully so, though, because where the fuck are we and where are y'all going? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it was just a strange way her parents were acting, almost like there was this, like, this spell or this aura on, like, where they ended up that had this effect on adults. Mm -hmm. um, it kind of reminded me, not to go back to Thumbelina, but there are some parallels between this this movie and Thumbelina, which is also like a coming of age story. But that character, um, she was also really pouty and bratty and wouldn't listen to her mom. And um, her mom goes and seeks out a witch to help her control her child. And the Ooh. witch basically puts a spell on the mom to make her fall asleep. Uh, and Thumbelina falls into the story tale. So that's like kind of the same, the same vibe that we're getting. But, you know, off the bat, Jahira was like a very like well-mannered girl. Like one thing that stood out to me was how often she was saying like, thank you and please and all of that, like all the manners and stuff. Mm -hmm. 
to these creatures that were treating her so dirty. Right. I don't Just understand she's a human. that. A human Just because she's her. a human. What's wrong with humans? And what is Lynn? What is what Lynn is and Lynn? the other the other people that work? Are they not? Well, I mean, Haku, we learned, spoiler alert, that Haku was like a river spirit. So he wasn't mm-hmm. a human before he entered that spirit world. So he could turn I, into a dragon. Lynn and them, we didn't see them transform into no mystical creatures. Maybe they could. I mean, she could be a rock <laughs> in real life for all we know. So they could be anything. So I don't know. I mean, you just have to have that stench on you, and then they know you're a real human. And mm-hmm. That's how they, did. Mm-hmm. they knew Lynn wasn't one. Yeah. I almost wish we could get, I don't know, like a, a sequel or something, because I'm just so taken into this world. You have these two witches. Now, this part kind of reminds me of The Wizard of Oz, where you have, like, the good witch and the bad witch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the good witch was uh, Zaniba. I kind of wanted to know more about them and like how Haku, how he was put into this contract where he had to work for Yubaba and all of this. And she put a spell on him and the way to break the spell was true love. Now that was kind of hokey to me. Like, oh, true love. Of course it's true I mean, love. You gotta have like a common theme that kids can it's understand. It's always true love. <laughs> yeah, that's all it takes. <laughs> It's weird because, like, I don't even think I felt true love between them. It's just more of her depending on him because he took her in. But I mean, yeah, I I felt some some kinship there. Um, but it wasn't until the end where they said it was love, and I was like, okay, yeah, I, I can get behind that. Yeah, but that the scene and this scene kind of scared me as a kid. But when um. Haku is in his dragon form and he's being chased by like the little paper little flying paper things and he's all bloodied <laughs> up and blood is coming out of his mouth and stuff. I was like, ooh, this is a little graphic but like, she mm-hmm. really went the extra mile for this man. I mean, she did because he helped her out to survive in the world. So, mm-hmm. it's only right for her mm-hmm. to help him. Granted, but he went could- to like another old lady's house and stole some shit but like, you know, <laughs> help him out. Yes, yes. So, um, was there any part of the film uh, when you watch you watched it all the way through this time around, right? Yeah, yeah. Did you know how it was going to end? No, not at all. So I somehow any- avoided any spoilers about this movie in like twenty years. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. So, when you got to the um, the end where she had her final test before she could go home, did you think she was going to make the right decision? And choosing yeah. the right set of pigs as her yeah. parents. Hundred percent. Why would she? You why did? would she fail? Yeah, <laughs> that would just be super inconvenient for the story. What do you? Come on. I know, but when I was a kid, I was I was really like biting my nails. Like this was a nail biter for me. I was like, does she know which one is hers? What does she mean they're not there? Which pig is it? <laughs> the stakes were high for me. <laughs> I don't know. Even if she got it wrong, they weren't going to hold her there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So earlier I said that, um, you know, Miyazaki arguably could be compared to, um, you know, the Walt Disney here in America. But uh, this movie is kind of linked to Disney. Um, 
what's his name? His last name is Lassiter, but he was, I believe, the executive director for the dub production of this film. And he is a Disney slash Pixar alum. And Disney was granted uh, the North American distribution rights to this movie. Have you watched any other Studio Ghibli films before? <laughs> no, I'm not. Same. Same. I don't know. I like I know they're great. I, I don't know, you mm-hmm. know, Totoro. Ponyo was really big growing up. Owl's Moving Castle, uh, Princess Mononoke. Now that's yeah. one I do want to watch. That one looks intense. <laughs> yeah, I, I I've been needed to watch them. And yeah, Disney definitely had the distribution rights for the theatrical releases of these films. Granted, mm-hmm. Studio Ghibli still has like their rights to sell because like, you know, I don't know about you, I watched it on HBO Max. Me too. The Studio Ghibli collection on there. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I'll, I'll get to them eventually. I don't know. It's just like, it's weird. It's like when they come out as a kid, like you see them, like, like Ponyo was heavily, because um, Ponyo was released in theaters and marketed right. towards. I remember that specifically because I think it was Noah Cyrus and the Jonas Brothers' little brother. They played like the two main characters in that movie. I could be wrong, but I'm, I, I think I have a great, great mindset of what it was back then. Mm-hmm. I remember mm-hmm. them promoting that a lot when it was like actually in theaters. But, you know, besides that, I don't remember too many of like the movies ever being like marketed towards us while it was like in theaters, you know? Yeah. For some reason, um, and I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this, uh, Spirited Away uh, specifically had huge crossover appeal in in the United States. Uh, it won the Oscar for Best Animated Feature Film. I mean, who else were you going to give it to? <laughs> I mean, we could look up who the... What, what year was that? Uh, maybe t- it came out in 2001, so either 2001 or 2002. Let's see. Oh, it was not 2002, because that was Shrek. Oh, oh, I love Shrek. <laughs> yeah, we, do, we do love Shrek over here. Hold up. Let me see. It was 2003. So it probably oh. wasn't even distributed to the States for a while. You're probably right. You're probably right, actually. And let's see. Winners and nominees. Oh, 2002. All right. I don't know. Google's acting weird. So 2002, it went up against Ice Age, Lilo and Stitch, Spirit, Stallion of the Simba. I love Spirit. <laughs> yes. and then That's Treasure, my motherfucking movie. <laughs> and then Treasure Planet. So Treasure it's, it's so many years. Treasure Planet got nominated? Are you a Treasure Planet hater? I'm not a Treasure Planet hater, and that could be its own episode if we want to. If we want to talk about Treasure Planet on this podcast, because I have thoughts, I'm not a hater. I'm just perplexed why it was nominated. <laughs> what Treasure Planet? Treasure Planet was great, wasn't it? No, but up. Okay, <laughs> that's a different conversation. Up against these nominees, I can see why Spirit Away cleared. Okay, clear. Cleared? Cleared. 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 Lilo and Stitch is a classic. What are you talking Lilo about? Lilo and Stitch is a classic, but up against Spirited Away? Come I on see. now. 
I mean, come on. They teach the same shit. Love. <laughs> like, it's the same story. First of all, Lilo and Stitch did not have me crying. Spirit Away, oh, when I was watching it, oh, I was crying. You I cried was today? Crying. I cried, cried today. today. I did. I, and I'm not a... For the audience, I'm not a crying bitch, okay? I, I don't... Movies, it takes a lot for a movie to move me to tears. Um, and I don't watch sad shows. So you will not catch me watching... Um, what is it? This is Us and all that sad shit. I don't do that. But the scene the scene where I was crying was when um, Chihiro, she's going to return the token to Zaniba. And mm-hmm. she's walking to the train station... Uh, with with her crew, you know, that fat-ass baby that got turned into a mouse and the little bird thing, <laughs> and no face. And it's just like that scene of her, like, walking on the tracks, her feet is submerged in water, and the music playing in the background. I was like, this shit is beautiful. This is so beautiful. The music is so beautiful. The pianos, um, the violins. I think I read that... Um, I think it was the new Japan Phil Philharmonic that composed the music for this movie. Mm-hmm. Put the OST on my Spotify right now. Okay. I'm sure that soundtrack is on Spotify. Because I knew I knew the music before I watched the movie. Like I was like, You oh, did? I was like, this is where this is from. Like Yes, the music is so beautiful. It wasn't even like a scene or uh, interaction it was just like everything all together the music the picture like the, the the mood that was coming through it was moving me to tears my eyes were welling up tears over. get out of here but get out it's, of here it's art okay it's art <laughs> I, I know it's beautiful I know it's amazing maybe it's cause like you know, I was working at the same time that I was watching it, but like I was still paying attention. It was I was supposed to be working too, but I was like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting my e- I'm putting my out of office email on right now. <laughs> Man, that's crazy. That is crazy. So one thing that confused me though, because if if Disney has the North American distribution rights, how the hell did Cartoon Network get permission to air it? Okay, see, again, like I'm saying, it's I'm pretty sure it's just, like, theatrical distribution. Okay. And then, the, I mean, whatever partnership, like, at the end of the day, Studio Ghibli still Studio Ghibli. They're not owned by Disney, I'm pretty sure. No, they're not, and I right. hope they never will be. I don't think ever. they will. I don't think they will. <laughs> but, but, yeah, I mean, they can put it on wherever. I mean, they play a bunch of different types. They put Nickelodeon movies on Cartoon Network, too, I'm sure. I'm sure that has happened before. Maybe. I can't, think, I can't even think of a Nickelodeon movie. Like a Nickelodeon original? Like I know Cartoon Network, they'll play like DreamWorks movies and um what's the what's the production company that's behind like uh Despicable Me? I can't remember what that is. Elimination. Oh yeah, like I think they'll play those movies. I don't know if I've ever seen them play a Nickelodeon movie. I feel like that's had to happen. Maybe not. Maybe not. Mm-hmm. So, um, one other thing that I think is like a testament to how amazing this movie is, is that it was the highest grossing film in Japan of all time up until recently. Do you know what usurped it? Demon Slayer. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> now, do you think that's deserved? 
Uh, yeah, because that's a movie that made me cry. <laughs> No spirited away. What are you crying about? Come on. Was, oh my gosh. Please do not do this. First of all, it's been an emotional week. I'm just happy that we're able to talk about something other than the slap right now. <laughs> but... no, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> so, I don't know. Wait, wait, it's just... side note, side note. Can we take a pause? You want to guess the top five highest grossing films in Japan? Do I want to guess? Yeah. All right. Well, I know two. Spirited Away and um, fucking Demon Slayer Mugen Train. Uh, number three would be... Are they all Japanese films? Out of the five, only three are Japanese. Okay. So, so uh, I'll give you one. another hit. I'll give you another hit. Only okay. one of them is not animated. Only one of them is not animated. Uh, is one of them a Marvel movie? Surprisingly, no. And okay. surprisingly, I don't even see them on this list, so that's kind of weird. And this is Wikipedia. Are the other ones Studio Ghibli films? Uh, no. The, okay. the, the next Studio Ghibli film is number seven. And that's Pr- Princess Mononoke. I don't know. You got to tell me. So number five is your name. <gasps> which I have not seen. I need to watch that. I'll be watching that soon, too. Um, you could guess three or four. No, I can't. <clears throat> one of them's animated and one of them is real. One of them is like, they're both like culturally impactful films. Like they were just that big. Is one Parasite? No, they're both American. They're both American, and you said one is animated and one is not. Is one of them, um, uh, The Incredibles? <laughs> uh, no, you're in the right ballpark, though. You're the right okay. idea. Is one of them, uh, The Lion King? No, you're getting cold. Monst- right Monsters Inc. Still the same ballpark. It's not Pixar. Uh, it's not Pixar. Not Pixar. Who the fuck is it? <laughs> you gotta tell me. It's Frozen. Frozen. And what's the That's other one? Titanic. Titanic. I was never getting that. I was you never gonna get Titanic. You could have guessed Titanic. No, I couldn't have. There's Titanic. no Marvel movies on this list that I'm concerned. So. I... <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to figure out what are the parameters for this list, or like, it's from I know Wikipedia. Marvel movies. I know Marvel movies get released in Japan. 100%. So, like, I don't... So... But yeah, Spirit Away... It's kind of crazy that Spirit Away held, like, the number one spot for almost 20 years. Yes. Isn't that insane? Yeah, I mean... Because anything, like, you know, at least in America... I mean, as a whole, like, the movie industry has grown significantly. Partly do because of Marvel mm-hmm. movies, you know. Mm-hmm. So you would think like a movie would come along and like dethrone it, but that was just not the case until Demon Slayer. Yeah. So actually, there was something else that I wanted to talk about, um, and this is in the wake of the Oscars that just happened. I saw a lot of, um, well, not a lot, but a bit of discourse online about 
how animation is not treated with respect when it comes to these type of award shows. Um, did you watch the Oscars? I did. I did watch the Oscars. So I didn't, but I saw the clip where they, I think they were presenting like best animated feature and the presenters came and they said something along the lines that it was like, you know, animation, something kids love, uh, but parents endure or whatever. Um, and I saw a couple of animators, like creators online, basically saying like, what the fuck? You know, <laughs> like you're look, literally. Look, I'm, on, I'm on the animator side. It's it's it uh -huh. is lame to just diss animation as if it's just for kids. Right. But also, we're we're complaining about like a 40 year old woman making a joke here. So I just want to preface that like all no, jokes are. I think no, 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 no. But I'm saying I'm saying that the joke is indicative of a larger. Um, Larger, larger attitude, a larger attitude towards animation. animation. And what I hear some animators saying is that their craft is not treated as a medium, it's treated as a genre. Um, because I don't know if there's ever been, and maybe there's maybe been one or two where animated film is in the best picture category. Yeah, it's had to have happened. I'm sure a Pixar film has been nominated for Best Picture. Yeah, but which is kind of the problem because when you have like heavy hitters like, you know, Studio Ghibli, you have, um, you know, all over the world animated, animated productions really putting out like good work, mm -hmm. uh, you would think that we would see them in the Best Picture category more often or something no, like that. I mean, that. the problem is the Oscars is just politics at the end of the day. It is, like, it is. For like feels like probably 75% of the job is just you um trying to get your film in front of the academy, the people who mm -hmm. vote for them, and just mm -hmm. like bribing them to vote for your movie or mm -hmm. whoever your actor is. So like like I'm looking at the animated list this year, like in Kanto one, which I feel is probably a rightfully movie to win this year. Right. And there's like Flea, there's Luca, there's the Mitchells versus the Machines, there's Ryan the Last Dragon. Like I know me and you both would probably assume like Demon Slayer should probably be nominated for Best Animated Film. Yes. But you gotta yes. think about it. Like what were they because like Studio Ghibli is like coveted as just like arts that's beautiful, that's forever mm -hmm. gonna be talked about in history books. Is Demon Slayer something like that? Are they pitching that to the Oscar voters like that? So I mean Yeah. And we don't even know if they were even, um, you know, presented for your consideration. Right. Exactly, because you, know? you know, like I don't, I don't think too many people were talking about Luca like that, to be honest. And hell I no, have, I have no reason to go and watch Luca right now. I, there's nothing that enticed me about that movie to watch it. And I haven't seen Ray and the Last Dragon either. I actually saw that movie. It shouldn't have been nominated. So. <laughs> <laughs> My point is, it's just like. I know it just you gotta be in front of the right people to get nominated. Mm. And then once you're in, and then once people talk about your movie and you might win, then you get to continue to be nominated for what you do, whether it's your studio or your mm. company. Like, you know, Pixar just has a free pass into the Oscars every year. They do. And, and they've been pretty totally inconsistent right. over the few last few years. Not last yeah. few years, but in between certain movies, I should say. Say so release multiple movies a year now. So Mm-hmm. Um, I'll give you an example, actually. Now, this isn't Pixar, but this is um uh 
I believe it was DreamWorks. DreamWorks released Shark Tale in the same year that they released what was the other movie? Shrek I can't 2? remember. Huh? Shrek 2. Yes, yes, yes. DreamWorks released Shark Tale and Shrek 2 same year. Same year, same studio. The difference in quality between those two movies is so stark. So stark even on a even on an animation level. Like forget about voice acting forget about the story forget about the script just on animation Mm -hmm. it's kind of you know night and day so i can see i can see that you know i really can i just hope like one day we get out of um like okay we know every year a pixar movie is probably going to be a nominee but i do wish i just feel like we should be seeing a lot more international um animated films in the category and i i hope one day we start seeing more animated films in other categories besides you know the animated categories like best picture sound design um spirit away had incredible sound design mm-hmm. when haku is being chased by the little little paper paper plane people it literally hurt it, it sounded like literal real paper rustling in my ear um when Chihiro is walking in the water to the train station. It's like, it's like somebody, they recorded somebody actually walking through the water. Like it did nothing in that film sounded like stock sound. Everything sounded like originally created noise. Sound design Uh, is very underrated. And I think the sad thing is, I think the Oscars just leave like things like graphics and sound design purely to just like the big budget, like action mm -hmm. movies. Superhero movies. Mm-hmm. They definitely deserve to be nominated, but I feel like at the same time, it's just like you're only going to give them those rewards because you're not willing to give them other types of awards like Best Picture and Best Actor just because mm-hmm. of the type of movie that they are. So at the same time, you're kind of just like leaving out big sound designers and maybe smaller budget films that probably yeah. need to get more look, but they can't because, you know, politics at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And ever to not sound fucking stupid, did No Way Home come out? in the right time zone to be considered for any of the Oscar categories? Like, what did it come out in the right time period? I felt like No Way Home... Oscar voters, like, way Mm -hmm. before for the leading one. So, like, they were in the right time period to be nominated this year. I believe that they should have been in the best picture 100%. Category. This has turned into, like, an Oscars podcast, which is fine. I know. (laughs) It's fine. It's fine. This is fine. This is my tangent. It's just like Oscar, uh, No Way Home was like one of the best movie experiences I've had like ever. Like it was mm-hmm. so fun. The acting was amazing. Like everybody, it's like come on. And Green it was Goblin? a genuinely, it was a genuinely good movie. Like on its right. face, it was a good film. Yeah, it is just it doesn't make sense to like why won't you nominate them? Like they're actually acting their hearts out. William Dafoe did all his stunts. This man is like seventy years old playing a character that he did 20 years ago and doing it a mm-hmm. hundred times better. Like, come on, man. Yeah. I, I guess what I'm saying is, like, when we think best picture, or at least when the Academy is thinking best picture, it's these, like, artsy films or whatever. Like, so my job, I'm also on the Oscars tangent. Mm-hmm. We did an Oscar pool for our office. And I was talking to some of my coworkers about like, oh, did you watch any of the films in the best picture category, which had seven, 
seven nominees. All the other categories only had five, but Best, best Picture had seven. And mm-hmm. literally they were like, okay, some of these films, I could not get 10 minutes in. I was so fucking bored. I was just bored. Um, Like Power of the Dog. <laughs> Somebody said that that was boring, that they couldn't get through it. Um. There was another one, but like oh, I'm about to look. I'm about to look up all of them. Hold up. Hold yeah, up. look up all of them. Best picture nominees. Uh, uh, uh. Okay. Oh, the Oscars website's awful. <laughs> Wikipedia just does it right. They do. Okay, so for Best Picture, there's actually more than seven. There's one, two, three, four. There's a lot. So there's Coda, who won. Yes. Belfast, Don't Look Up, Drive My Car, uh, Dune, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, and West Side Story. Okay, West Side Story, that was a total inside baseball, Steven Spielberg, like, because I saw West Side Story. You did? You're like one of like the five people who saw that movie that nobody asked for? I had to see it for work. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why. And I'm sure it was a great movie. But like I was talking with my friends because they, they care about the Oscars more than me. I'm just like, I'm sure West Side Story is an amazing movie. But no, and the reason it failed at the box office is just because nobody wants to see that. Like, Nobody Honestly. wants to see it. We we had thought like before we even saw the movie, we were like, oh, okay, so is this seen through the lens of 2020 uh, or 2022, nope. whatever year it came nope. out? No, they literally remade it in the same time period. What was the point of that? But anyway, to know. my larger point, these movies that nope, a lot of people never heard of, basically indie films or films that you would see at movie festivals. It's only a uh, few you know, indie films. I'll say, like, I know most of these except for The Power of the Dog, but it's actually on Netflix, so I don't uh-huh. want to say if uh-huh. it's totally indie. But I never heard of Coda, and I never uh-huh. heard of Belfast. Drive My Car, I never heard of, but that's mostly because Dri- Drive Japanese. My Car, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Which I also uh, heard was boring. I heard it's a, it's a slow burn. Just because a movie's boring doesn't mean it's not good. You know? right. I heard it's, you know, a, boring it's a slow is- burn. Yeah. Right, right, right. But I don't know. I just like, why can't commercial successes be in the mix? Why can't animation be in the mix? And, you know, honestly, Oscars, they've been struggling for years with viewership, uh, trying to stay relevant. This, this is year. why. This is why. <laughs> I mean, yeah, because they don't, they don't want to nominate movies people watch. Like, yeah, they got Dune in here. Um, but I think that's like their compromise because Dune is artsy enough and theatrical and cinematic enough for them to be like oh this is something everybody watched but we can also consider it because we think it's like it's enough of a film for us it's not mm-hmm. just like a movie you know mm-hmm. and like don't look up is in assuming... here. i don't even oh, think yeah, don't, don't look, look up movie's awful <laughs> now belfast is that it sounds like a period piece is that what is it a war movie um it is a coming of age movie based in the 1960s Okay, there's always a movie like that. There's right. always a, a biopic, King Richard. Like, mm-hmm. there are some movies that are that Hollywood creates just for the Oscars. It's not because they yeah. wanted to make the oh, movie. Yeah. 
or 100%. they're like, this is an amazing script. This is an amazing screenplay. It's like, we want to win an Oscar. Let's make a movie that'll do that. hundred percent. And I feel like that's, that's wrong. I mean, yeah, we can go all day. They don't care. They don't give a fuck about us. <laughs> they don't, but like just, just in the terms of Spirit Away, a movie that has, is aging so gracefully. Um, if this movie were to come out today, nothing about it needs to be updated or changed, in my opinion. No, not at all. I mean, like, handwritten animation is timeless. Like, mm-hmm. it'll always look good. It'll never feel old. It's not like a 1990s Pixar movie where it needs to be updated to, like, it's not very stiff or anything. It's just yes. fluid animation. Oh, it's it, anything but stiff. Right. <laughs> <laughs> frame by frame, written and drawn, like, you can't really yeah. compare it to anything else. One uh, one thing that I, I had written down in my notes was um, how expressive they drew uh, Chihiro's face. Uh, her face when she initially realizes that her parents are pigs is crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, when she finds out that Haku is a dragon that's ill, like when her face scrunches up, it's like so expressive um, and so detailed, even though like the characters there's nothing super complicated about how they're drawn. There's not a lot of line mileage, mm-hmm. um, but it's still so like expressive. Like this movie is just this movie just has a lot of heart in it, and that's probably what had moved me to tears because I was I could just tell that like everyone that worked on this movie, from probably the PAs to you know all the way up to Miyazaki, just poured their heart and soul into this movie, and it just was expressed to me as a viewer. I don't know if that makes me sappy or whatever, but you know you I mean, can feel just, this movie. Yeah, you can feel all the emotions. It's everything's pretty much is drawn so well. They, mm-hmm. they they really care about the details and the details within the details, you know. So I mean, yeah, give it up to Hayao Miyazaki. He's a genius. He's the goat. So, who's your favorite character? I would say my favorite character. That's kind of tough. There's not there's, a lot. I mean, there's a ton of characters because, like, I don't, I, I wasn't too partial to Haku, to be honest. I did like the yeah. Boiler Man a lot. So I like the Boiler has, Man too. You know who's going who was, on? Who's the villain in Sonic? In Sonic, Doctor yeah. Eggman. <laughs> he That's looks what like Doctor Eggman. Like. <laughs> yeah, with the mustache, it's pretty similar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did like the Boiler Man, and I also liked um, Zaniba. Just her stark contrast to uh, is it Yubaba, right? Mm-hmm. Her name now. Um, they looked identical down to what they're wearing, how they wear their hair. But the only like difference she... is that Zaniba has like little glasses on her nose. Mm-hmm. But she, I didn't even peep that. <laughs> okay, eagle eye. <laughs> or I just have it up on another monitor, but you know, oh, whatever. okay. But she's so sweet. Like, she makes them tea. She gives them desserts and cake. Uh, to be and fair, I just, she kind of came in a little hot, okay? Give me okay, know what's she going did. On. But she don't know them. She don't know them like that. She don't know who they are. That's fair. That's um, fair. But she gave them little treats and watching No Face, like, eat the little sponge cake. I thought that was so cute. Um, and she tells she tells Shahiro, like, you can call me grandma. I was like, oh, my gosh. You know? I mean, nobody, nobody explicitly in the movie is evil per se. Like, not even Yubaba. She, she's just like, 
she's just she got a business to run and she can't play games with y'all. She turns humans <laughs> into animals. Okay. So first of all, her parents shouldn't have been eating that food. She does this to a lot of people. Like this isn't <laughs> their first rodeo. Like, come on. I'm saying is nobody is explicitly evil in the movie. You know, everything is a uh, is a lesson for Chihiro, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's all I got. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's uh, all we have to say is positive things. All we have to say is positive things. Like, there's not one negative thing that I can think of to talk we about. Yeah, we had nothing negative, so we had to throw in a little Oscar in there. I know we had to. We had to. Like, I this is definitely one of those movies when I'm old and gray and I'm babysitting my grandchildren and they won't shut up because they're running around the house and be like, y'all sit down and watch Spirited Away. This is going to be one of those movies. I'm going to have it on hologram or however however we're going to be watching movies in the future. <laughs> All right. Well, let me know when you cop that hologram, okay? Okay. Throw this movie in the Library of Congress to keep forever. We love it. Shout out I'm to Miyazaki. It has to be the Library of Congress, right? I don't know. If Kendrick Lamar is in the Library of Congress... <laughs> You're the way to the Library of Congress. Come on. I don't think it is. <laughs> Disgusting. Star Wars is in here? Come on, man. Star Wars? Wait a second. The old one. Not the, not the new one. It's the old one. Still, Star Wars is shit. That's in America's DNA. Uh, they actually select films every year. All right, we're on another tangent now, so <laughs> <laughs> we should wrap it up. We should wrap it up. Yeah. So, any final thoughts, Code? Um, lightning round. Go. Lightning round. I'm gonna watch more Studio Ghibli films, starting with this plane ride today. So, which one? Which one are you putting on? Uh, probably Howl's Moving Castle. Or okay. Monday. Okay, I think I'm gonna add um, my friend Totoro to my to my list. Let's see, it's another iconic character. Um, my final thoughts: ten out of ten movie, loved it. Yes, it made me cry. Does that make me a pussy? Probably, but it was warranted. Um, fuck the Oscars, and we are gonna talk to y'all later. You've been listening to Two Nation. I'm August. I'm Code. Enjoy your April, okay?